Welcome to the MA Roadshow, episode number 302. My name is John Morgan. Cole Coffee is with me here in Las Vegas. Well, more or less with me. We're uh, we're not together. We're, we're using the remote setup again, which seemed to work out okay last time. And I, I, was, I was pretty happy with the quality. There's no there's no uh, replacement for being in person, of course. But <laughs> we got we got to follow rules, right, Cole Coffee? Respecting yeah. the Fight Island quarantine, you know, That's I gotta. It. Gotta gotta respect the bubble. Gotta respect the bubble. Gotta respect the bubble. It just sucks because you know you don't have the peer pressure of like making somebody keep up with your drinking. You know, like you you have to drink at your own speed, so it's like you have to keep self motivated. You know, um, whereas before, if I see you, I'm like, oh man, he's on his second. I'm still halfway through my first. I better catch up. That so, does uh, help the uh, that does help the flow of the frosty beverage. But I see you got the does. nice latchkey brewing. We're in place there. I do this one. It, it looks like it's a collaboration, and Anthony have to tell us more about it. Um, it's a pale ale. It's called. It says Bonafide Meal. It's a collab with. I I apologize. Mil Mil uh, Mil Haney Brewing. Uh, Mil Haney Mil Haney. I can't understand his re- his writing's a little bit small because <laughs> it's a it's a very. I don't know if you could here. I'll try to show you on the screen. It's very, very tiny uh, on this thing, but I want to say it's yes. ma- male Haney, whatever brewing, but it's absolutely delicious, but it's a parallel, so it's got a typical sort of parallel taste, but it's uh, it's really nice. It's 6% uh, alcohol. I was going to grab one of the other ones, like the, that citrusy one, uh, Dreamer, I think it was called, yeah. but then I saw that we had the big one in there. I was like, oh, well, you know, go big, go gotta break home, out so. the Got to break out the growler, get it on. Yeah, and allow me to bring out my Buckeyes mug here. Look at that. Even though, uh, yeah, with my Buckeye shirt, you know, there might just be a, you know, this like national championship thing coming up. You know, I'm just saying. Just saying. Repping the Ohio State uh-huh. University heading into the national championship game. I like it. I like it. And the Browns are in the playoffs, NFL? Bro, uh, I'm just trying to not jinx it, but is this year's okay outside of the madness of yesterday? Uh, this year's going okay so far. <laughs> oh man! Or maybe yeah, that's a gonna... sign of the times. When the Browns make the playoffs, the 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 shit just hits the fan because oh, obviously man. the world is ready to implode. What a crazy day we had here in the United States yesterday, man! And obviously, you know, we never dive too far into politics or anything like that. We want everybody to just kind of have a good time, but. Uh, man, you know, no matter which side you were on, whether you think, you know, that was in the right or the wrong, uh, man, just what a weird scene, man. Something I never thought I'd see in my entire life, you know, American citizens storming the Capitol building, uh, man. And then, you know, the uh, being shot inside, you know what I mean? Arms being brandished inside the Capitol. I mean, it was a, it was a weird scene and, and you're right, dude. I definitely got that sense of, uh, holy crap, man. I thought 2020 was supposed to suck and we were going to be better in 2021. So, oh man, that was, that was madness, but you know, better days for you in the, in the sporting world. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, um, even if, even if the Browns just make it a little bit further into the postseason i'll be happy i mean they got another tough fight again with the steelers again but uh i'm just i'm just super stoked man that they made it to the playoffs it's been like 
I think it was like 1812 the last time they made it into the playoffs <laughs> or the postseason. You know, so uh, it's pretty good. The last time the Capitol was stormed by the British, that's uh, that's when the Browns made the the postseason oh, last man. time. So, well, happy for all you Cleveland Brown fans. If you're not, if you're yes. not a football if you're not a football fan. Uh, they are a long-suffering franchise that has dealt with mediocrity or even sub-mediocrity for quite some time. Yes. So, so good for you guys to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> we, <laughs> let's uh, do it. Let's do it, man. Well, I, hopefully I'll get to see a little bit. I'm mean, only going to be gone for two weeks. I'll try to watch the NFL. I'll be in quarantine this first weekend, so maybe I can tune in and watch the NFL. It's, it's at weird time. So, like I said, we're not together this week. Um, after I get back from Fight Island, we will be again. But respecting the, the Fight Island quarantine, had to take a test uh, last week, which was a new thing, 10 days out. And then, of, of course, I went and took a test yesterday as well. And Kokoff yesterday was test number 61 for me wow. uh, since May. And I think it was the worst one I've had, at least of the of the, of the the throat test. And and I feel bad because I think this, this girl was just trying to be nice. Like, she was trying to be, like, gentle with it. But because she was trying to be gentle as she was ramming she it, it was just – She wasn't hitting the spot. That's right. It was just t- yeah. man. It just boy, it's just hard to talk about this and not sound terrible. But yes, yeah, she you, was just kind of yeah, tickling my throat. Especially when you they're they're like say ah when some of them do it and then when they don't get it you're like ah come on I'm like get there get there you know and then it just it makes it a lot harder. The last time I did as well, and it's funny because it was the same guy uh, that did it there at the whatever Holiday Inn Comfort and whatever that place is and. Uh, he missed it, and then he just kept going. I was like, "Dude!" And then the 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 whole protractedness of it, I was just like, "This it was it was the first one that I felt like sort of uncomfortable about." Yes, and it's heck of a lot better than like the nose one, which I've luckily enough have never had to do the nose one. But but still, I was like, "Wow, that's the first one where it was like that kind of sucked," you know. So if they don't get it, it even those can be uh, sort of uncomfortable. But out of the two, and out of some of the other ones, those are definitely still the the better of the test. But the, the young Mike Bond was right there next to me getting his test as well as I'm just gagging all over the place. So that was a, that was a great <laughs> moment for me. It's really, really fun to do. So anyway, but uh, yeah, getting ready to, uh, to head out tonight, actually. Um, I'm packing up, doing, uh, doing all the laundry, getting all the final little, uh, little details around the house. You know, the bills pay, get the wife set up, all that good stuff. So uh, getting ready to head out there. And uh, before, we, before we get into that, because I, I got some news, uh, I just want to throw a couple things out. Um, First, I want to say that I was incredibly slow to the party, uh, but I finally started watching Cobra Kai. Uh, You know, it Uh used to be on, I think it used to be on like YouTube Premium or something like that, and now it's on Netflix. I I didn't want to pay for something else, which is why I never watched it before, but now it's on Netflix. And I got to say, all I watched was season one, but if for some reason anybody listening to this has been hesitant on Cobra Kai, I'm giving it the two thumbs up to go check it out. Whoa. it's not the great look. It's not the greatest series of all time. Like, I it's it's kind of obvious in some of the stuff that you know the storyline. I haven't seen I'm it. Not, yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it yet dude, either. You got. You should watch it. It's, I did dude, download it. I did download oh, it. It's on my it's iPad. Good, man. It's good. I, you know, for it's just it's kind of. It's 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 not like the greatest show ever, but it's it's really reminiscent. You know what I mean? It brings you back to those characters and those times yeah. when you were a kid, and that was such a big movie. And I mean, I think it's clever. Like I like the way it's written, but I just want to say I'm not a big TV watcher. I don't do, uh, you know. But I, I, I I've had some vacation days that I've been burning during the holidays and that sort of thing. And so I had a little spare time and I watched Cobra Kai. And I just want to say, if anybody has been slow to the party like I am, I say go watch it. Wow. All right. Well, I'll give you one since you're going to throw out Netflix a recommendation. Uh, I know we did that before. 
uh, on Netflix, there's a show, and I think it came out maybe last year or something. It's called Warrior, and it's a period piece um, of like the Chinese guys when they came over to the America. I think it's 18 something, but they end up joining in these different gangs or whatever. So there's a lot of martial arts, but it's, so it's like rival sort of gangs and uh, uh, and then, but it's totally martial arts. So like when the guy gets off the boat, of course, all these these cops just like, oh, the Chinese, blah, blah, blah. And at first they, they don't think he can speak English. So they're just totally just being these racist assholes. And then uh, they push this one guy down and uh, then they come to him and the dude, he's, uh, reminds me of his movements. Definitely like he's a Kung Fu sort of, Bruce Lee sort of believer because his, a lot of his movements and stuff. So it's so right. badass if you, you know, like the martial arts stuff, but it's kind of cool that it's a period piece as well. But I want to say it's called warrior or the warrior, but uh, it's dope. But yeah, it's on, uh, I think it's on Netflix or did I fuck up? It might be HBO max. Actually it's HBO max. I went it's ahead. HBO and got I got HBO, HBO max. max. I got HBO yeah. max. I canceled my newspaper. Um, subscription. Cause they kept raising it up when I got, uh, because sorry. you're not 85 years old. <laughs> well, I liked, there was something about every morning walking out and getting the paper. It's something I did as a kid. And so there I was know, something about just I getting know. it, you know, but what was funny is that recently I realized all I was doing was getting, I was bringing it in the house, I was setting it on the desk. And then the next day I was throwing it out on my way to go get the new one. And then I was like, <laughs> and then they kept raising the prices up. And so now uh, my subscription and granted, I had a better price than somebody that would have just recently started. Um, so I was paying like sixteen ninety nine a month now, but when I had it before, when they made me one of these, oh, you pay this price, it's never going to go up. It was six ninety nine. It was a steal. Right. I was like, how are they even making money? So uh, at sixteen ninety nine, I was like, okay, guys, I'm not even reading this. So I got rid of it, and then I was like, wow, HBO Max is like fourteen ninety nine. I was like, let's just swap the two. There so, you go. So now I'm an HBO Max guy. So I, 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 need I like to watch HBO the- Max. Yeah, I need to watch that uh, Raised by Wolves. I haven't touched that one yet. I've been super stoked to try to check that one out. Um, that's another one on there. I hear it, it looked awesome. It was incredible. But Warrior, if you guys dig uh, martial arts uh, in, done in a different way, it's a gang sort of show, but it's with martial arts and it's a period piece. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. I dig it. I'm gonna, look, I'm going to have 48 hours of quarantine once I get to Abu Dhabi, so I might have to pull that one up. and, and Yeah, download it, it man. It's dope. And by the way, I should clarify, it's probably pretty funny that people say, like, don't you guys work for a newspaper company and you're trashing newspapers? Like, oh, no, we're not is, trashing newspapers. I mean, hey, they're, they're fine products, but it, it is just the reality. It's, it's, you're not the only person that doesn't read a newspaper anymore. Yeah. I, 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 you know what I mean? So I, I don't want to make it sound like uh, we're, we're trashing newspapers, but it is just the reality of the situation. And it's not as if our own parent company at USA Today isn't aware that there's a big digital shift in the environment as yeah. well. Yeah, so. I mean, it's tough. Print media is really, really tough, and I feel for a lot of the um, local and regional sort of outlets. Even back home, the Columbus Dispatch, which is a, a Gannett property now, I read that all the time. So I grew up reading the, the Columbus Dispatch, and it was a huge part of our community. Here, the Review Journal is a big part of the community as well. But I found like when you find yourself, you know, maybe reading it on a Sunday and then you're getting the coupons, you know, for the longest time I was keeping it and I still bought it because I wanted to support print media. Sure. But it's tough when because by the time you're reading it, you're reading yesterday's news. Right. It's everything is being delivered to us so quickly via Twitter, via the Web that I was getting my news already. So that unless I just wanted to sit down and force myself the next morning to read last night's news and yesterday's yeah. news. Then you, it's just the speed of our um, of the way that the world works now. You know that 
you're 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 just like me. I was doing it out of nostalgia, you know, and now sure. you know looking for coupons or looking for the ads of the grocery store, but it's not worth keeping a subscription just for that. But I was trying. I was trying to hold on to it because I wanted to keep. But once it gets to a point where it's like, you know, it's becoming cost prohibitive and it's just a waste of money, and then I could find something like, uh, yeah. like a Netflix or a Hulu. All those are cheaper than a newspaper subscription True. that's giving you yesterday's news, and it's just unfortunate because they have to raise the pr- the prices. I mean, that stuff's not cheap, and you know they're they're trying to keep it. And advertising dollars now are going more towards. The online presence. They're not going to ads being bought and put into a paper. You know, it's just, it sucks. It, it's unfortunate. You know, it's just, it's a sign of the times, you know. Um, so it's a funny, but, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story about my own, my, you know, I started working for Junkie, I think around 2006, late 2006, uh, early 2007, around then. And uh, worked for him for a couple of years, you know, and, and we got bought by Gannett in 2011. And so I'd already been with the company four or five years at that point, but I swear to my parents, once they finally saw my byline in a newspaper, I think that's when they thought that I had a real job. I think before, like, just yeah. working for, like, you're doing what? You're working for a website writing about MMA? Like, what? Yeah. You know, I, I, I could tell that they were just like, what are, you, what are you doing? And then as soon as they saw that byline in a newspaper, all of a sudden it was like, that's my boy right there, man. He writes for the about MMA for the paper. You <laughs> know? Like, we're so, going to put every newspaper on the fridge, <laughs> even though it's not even in it. I'll tell you, there is something. Every time we're at a hotel and I see a, a copy of the USA Today, uh, I feel I, I get proud. I mean, like, uh, you know, I mean, I love it. I mean, uh, I love it. I love being able to say an organization that you work for and then it has the recognition. And what's cool about it is being able to see the recognition just as much or getting there. When I say junkie, when I say MMA oh, junkie, yeah. as opposed to just going on and say, yeah, USA Today Sports, which has, you know, the name's been around a lot longer. It's a bigger property. But it's cool when I go and I say junkie and then you you, you find the the diehards that love junkie. Like when yeah. I uh, went to go see family, I don't know if I told you when I went to go see family on the way back, there was a woman that sat at the end of the my flight. The, the middle seats were open. I wasn't going to drink. You know, we're wearing those masks. I was half suffocating wearing this thing. And uh, she was like, uh, when they came and they were like, do you want a beer or whatever? And I wasn't even going to drink anything because everything I heard was like, don't drink what? on the planes. Don't do whatever because it's just different, you know? So I was like, uh, and she she leaned over. She's like, drink a Miller Lite with me. And I was like, oh, fuck. You're like, I was. I thought of you. I was like, oh, shit. She's like fucking Morgan. Like, twist your arm. Be like, so, so I went ahead and drank a beer with her. And then she's like, let's get some more. So we ended up having some drinks. We chatted a little bit, but it was like, it's so uncomfortable because with, I had that one of those N95s that was sort of really, really, really right. suffocating on the face. So yeah. it was kind of hard to have a conversation. I kept wanting to pull it off, but I know that that's not what you're supposed to do. So, you know, we, we made small time chit chat. It was mainly, we just kept toasting each other as we'd get more beers. And then one of us would talk to the other <laughs> to go up to the front to use the bathroom and get more beers. <laughs> It was awesome, but when uh, we were getting the baggage, I was like, I'm sorry, I, I didn't even ask you your name, because we were just shooting the bull, and we were watching yeah. um, a movie, and whatever, and uh, I was like, yeah, you know, work's going to pick back up, you know, I, I cover MMA out here, blah, 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 she's like, I love MMA, and I was like, well, oh, who wow. do you get your, I was like, who do you get your, your news from, and I was like, do you ever go to MMA Junkie, and she's like, I love it, and I was like, wow, that's awesome, you know, so she, she awesome. lives here in Vegas, so I'm sure... I know she said her and her boyfriend love MMA, so I'm sure one of them at some point had pulled up junky stuff. But That's it was cool. awesome. I mean, it was cool that I didn't, I didn't have to go to like the the gold standard of oh yeah, I I cover MMA. I work for USA Today Sports. You know, right. I was able to say junky, 
and got that recognition that I yeah, wanted. It, great, it was, man. and it was almost kind of cooler, you know. So, um, that's why I mean, I've I've always adored like the 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 people that follow Junkie and that read us, and then let alone the extra, you know, more handsome, you know, fans like that or or viewers or readers <laughs> or listeners that come to us. You know, the ones that have the super smart kids, oh, the attractive absolutely. wives, absolutely, you know, the 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 best mannered Upper dogs crust and of pets. Society, no question. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> But no, they said that was cool. It was re- it was really cool. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's cool. it it is uh it is something. I mean, we are we are uh, and it's so weird. I always want to say blessed because I'm I'm not really the most religious person. But you know, it's hard to put words to. We are lucky to be in the position we are. But I know also on the flip side, we worked our asses off to get here as well. Sure. Like, you know, so while I say we're lucky to have what we are, I mean, we earned every bit of it. I mean, as yep. well. I mean, we've done a lot of no sleep lots of hours of work and stuff so the fact that we could do stuff like this this is like fun you know like this is not like the hours and hours of like oh when your body just you just want to shut down and you're like i'm so tired i've been doing this for 18 hours but they're like no no well we got to get up in three hours to do this again you're just like oh i want to stop you know you sometimes you don't have that luxury and uh i know we've done that over and over and over and over and uh, it's nice to be able to do something like this and still be a habit to, to kind of tie into the whole thing. So I like it, man. Cold Coffee's still providing that 2021 <laughs> inspiration, man. You know, that motivation. Just, you know, you come you know, for the MMA talk, but you get just inspired by Cold Coffee. You know? <laughs> Coffee's inspiration talk. Coffee's inspiration talk. Coffee's inspiration talk. Oh. The studio upgrade has been revealed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's so so great. So so the new studio. (laughs) Yeah, the new studio. We're doing this technology that we can do it remotely. But it's it's basically Cold Coffee's music room. And now he's going to just throw some music in from time to time, perhaps. Well, perhaps. Now I need to work on the, the, the play of the music part. I mean, I can hit the, the keys. Unless all, of our, unless all of our musical notes are just going to be the... <laughs> or, or, I got this one down. I got this one down. <laughs> you named this? <laughs> Somewhere... There you go. Roadshow ready. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, so. Starting off the new year right. <laughs> so I'm having a lot of fun with this. So, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, just just like what we said the other day when we were, since we switched it up a little bit, it gives us a little more freedom to do. But yeah, now that I'm actually been working, I've been building up like the music room for my own sort of other side, like just love of music stuff. Um, and then the fact if we do it, if we do more of these or just other stuff in the future, it'd be fun just to add some other little bits and segments. So now I just need to work on learning how to play the piano <laughs> instead of just stab at it, like hoping for Doogie, Doogie Hauser sounds and stuff. <laughs> so ridiculous. Like, bro, you know what my favorite podcast is? I love the <laughs> MMA Roadshow. Well, why is that? Why do you listen to MMA Roadshow? I mean, they're good guys. They talk about MMA. They're knowledgeable. But, bro, the musical <laughs> interludes that Cold Coffee just intersperses in there so seamlessly. Intersperses. He intersperses. <laughs> I don't oh, know. My what goodness. is interspersing? <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. 
fun, fun. Fantastic. 2021. 2021. God bless. I got to have a good time. Well, listen, like I said, I am heading out to fight out. A little bit of news to break. I mean, we had been kind of hinting at it for, for, for quite a while, but um, the, the Abu Dhabi Department of Commerce and Tourism actually made it official today. <coughs> yeah, um, all that. the fights there will be at Etihad Arena, the brand new you know, 18,000-seat arena, and uh, there's going to be a limited number of fans in attendance. Now, we don't know yet what that limited number of fans is, and it's really wild, man. I mean, it's – the UFC has yet to make any official announcements. I mean, they sent out a press release um, with the first two uh, fight cards on it, um, but they they basically just said, you know, it's at Yaz Island, Abu Dhabi. But uh, the Department of Commerce and Tourism over there finally just made the official announcement. So um, I don't know, kind of kind of curious why that was the flow. I'm surprised the UFC didn't want to make their own announcement. And, and, I mean, obviously Abu Dhabi is the host. I mean, they have the right to do what they want with it. Um, but I was surprised that that was the way the announcement came, especially knowing how much, you know, the UFC really likes to kind of control the narrative and control the flow of information. So, uh, But it is official. There will be some fans there. Yep. And, you know, as soon as we know how many, we'll, we'll reveal it. Um, but uh, it's – I don't know, man. I'm, I've been in a place – you know, I, I did a couple CFFC events that had – I mean, we were in a big kind of – I don't, I don't want to call it a warehouse. It was a theater thing, but there wasn't much in it. It was just kind of a big empty room um, where you bring in all your own lighting equipment, stage, and all that. And they had, I think it was 100 people in there, so it wasn't many inside this big room. It was cool, i got to be honest, to hear people cheering again. You know what I mean? It, it just adds to yeah. the environment a little bit. But I'm really curious to see, I mean, when they say limited fans, you're talking about an 18,000-seat building. I mean, is limited 5,000? Because that's still not many in an 18,000 seat structure and are they going to be spaced out? So we got some answers, but I think we still have a lot of questions as well. Yeah. I mean, and, and it almost felt to me when I, my gut was that it was their decision and that they're like, Dana, just kind of deal with it. You know, especially when it comes to, you know, who's going to be handling ticket sales and the promotion or that sort of deal. It sounds to me like right. it's going to be all on the Abu Dhabi commerce and, and their kind of thing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's even just uh, the investors behind the whole thing sort of rewarding their people, you know, who saw how good the last thing went off. And they were like, man, I really want to be a part of that. And because, uh, you know, Dana's Dana's been so fervent, like in the in the fact of like, I'm not going to do it unless everybody can be there. I don't see why right. that would change unless it was completely out of his control. And then he well, just no, sort of rolls with it. I think it was probably, and I don't know if he'd ever admit to it being out of his control, and maybe he could put his foot down if he had to, but he did say, he, he mentioned it once or twice along the way that he did say, he kind of put in the caveat that, you know, well, Abu Dhabi can do what they want to do, you know, because they're such great partners and they've been so helpful to us, and if they want to do it, I they pain can do what for they, most of it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I, I think that's part of it. It's just like, hey, man, they've been such great hosts and, and uh, you know, bankrolling our, our, uh, our adventures yeah. here and uh, making this happen that if they want to have some fans, they can have some fans. So I, I'm just, I'm really curious to see what it's going to look like. I mean, like I said, is five thousand is probably unrealistic. I mean, it's probably going to be a couple hundred, and and as you said, I mean, um, you know, who who who's that even going to be? There's there's no way in hell that there's going to be like fifty dollar tickets to get in. You know what I'm yeah. saying? These are going to be like top level. I gotta well, think it's going to be like VIPs only almost. And you got to think about it. Just the logistics of what you had to do to jump through to get your passport squared away to even get it. It's too late for most people to even undertake that. So it's going to be right. people that are in country coming over. So I'm thinking it's either going to be VIP, maybe extended with some, open it up a little bit more, but people are going to have to still sort of 
show some sort of proof that they've tested good, you know, or something. I think so, you're going to have to actually have the vaccine. I don't know if, if it's just test clear. You have to have the vaccine. I know – I want to say UAE Warriors, somebody did an event over there where if you could prove that you had taken the vaccine – you could go because they've been testing the Russian vaccine for months. You know, I told yeah. that story about uh, how when we were there in October or whatever, the guy that was cutting my hair was talking about that if they want to travel out of the country, they make them they take had the vaccine. Yeah. yeah, so they've been testing it for a while. So I don't know if it's just going to be that you have to test clean or the clean. That sounds so terrible. <laughs> COVID negative or, you know, if you're going to have to actually have the vaccine. So it's still questions. I mean, so we'll try to get the answers as soon as we get over there. But um, it was finally made official that, you know, kind of what we've been hitting at that we've been hearing for a while that the Eddie Hot Arena was going to play host. Now, a couple other differences, by the way, we got the Fight Island Protocol emailed to us today. Everybody that's making the trip. Um, it is smaller. We had talked about it maybe being a smaller bubble. Um, in fact, they even say it's no longer called a bubble. But now there's three secure zones. Secure zones is the, is, the, is the key terminology now. And it's the Crown Plaza where the media is going to be. It's the W where uh, the fighters are going to be and the UFC staff is going to be. And then it's Etihad Arena, um, which, of course, is where you know the weigh-ins will be, uh, the fights will be. Um, I'm assuming if there's a press conference for um, Connor and Poirier, which I'm, I'm assuming they'll want to do, I'm assuming that will probably be there as well. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just guessing everything will be at the arena. Um, things like Yaz Beach, where everybody you know would go down to and hang out on, that's closed oh, this time. No. Yeah. So are, are you I, still I, going? Are you still gonna go? <laughs> hey man, Oscar, I, I, did Oscar cancel his flight? I mean, I know he's he goes for the jet skis, right? Hot tea? He did go for the yeah. <laughs> Hot tea's going for the jet skis. That's the only thing he's there for. Yeah. So so really, all we can do this time is go between and. Uh, we can't walk between the properties. We used to be able to walk if we wanted to because the whole thing was a bubble. Now um, you got to take uh, approved transportation only. So wow. I think they have like a, a series of shuttles that basically run between the three things. They did say the shuttles are going to run 24 hours. We don't know at what intervals yet. You know, I don't know if it's every hour, every half hour, whatever. But yeah, so now we're going to be limited to, to just those three properties because. Um, the 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 beach is open. Yaz Beach is open to the public again. So oh, I, yeah. I so I don't know. I think you know the the big thing has always been for everybody to get over there and go rush down to the beach and take their picture in the octagon and and all that. So that'll be cut I, off. I think it's totally cut off. I don't think that wow. we can go there. I think only the the, the the public can go there. So unless that's um, closed to the public, and then that's still something that could be on the like the trip. But it doesn't make sense that they would you know because it's not like they're going to post security and have a body there making sure nobody goes and checks it out and i guess the safe thing would be was just not to have access to it where's uh where's so. your office at is that the w yeah no the office is uh is it stills of course at, at yes, crown plaza so that's in our that's okay yeah that's in our, that's, okay. Yeah, okay. That's in our okay. hotel so we're, okay. we're good bro we're good we're good it's stills stills is still mr. there morgan. So. mr morgan we've had your, we've had your table ready we oh, heard you man, were coming I yeah, so hopefully they still got the table reserved when we get over there. So, yeah, we actually leave. Uh, you know, we're sitting down on a Thursday night like we always do. Our flight actually leaves at 6 a.m. Friday morning uh, from McCarran. we got to be at the airport at 4 a.m. So uh, by the time most people are listening to this, we'll probably be on, on a plane uh, heading over there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say <laughs> – I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to it, especially knowing how much things are shrinking and all that. Uh, but hey, man, I'm excited to be working, and I think we got uh, three, three pretty fun events, man. And, and really, it's I mean, it's 
look, it's the only major events of this month. I mean, Bellator is not starting again until February. Um, we know the UFC is taking January 30th off, so, you know, it'll kind of take a, a rest, a little break in between then. So, uh, you know, hey, this is the only big MMA cards this month, so pre- pretty excited to be going over there and covering them at least. Yeah, I'm glad you, glad you clarified and said MMA, you know, because as we've already said before, there's a very important game happening on Monday. There's a very important game happening on Sunday. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Hashtag go Bucks. Go Browns. Oh, uh, look at that. Wouldn't that be big for you? Wouldn't that be big for you? All right. Well, listen, uh, we'll do a full preview once we get over there and talk about uh, all the cards. Obviously, as you said, the man Hot T is heading over there. Oscar Willis. I think Oscar's actually, uh, I believe he's in London already. Uh, he was over there visiting some family. And, uh, yeah, so he's he had been quarantining for a bit. Yeah, he said he... I, I, when I talked with him the other day, because he uh, man, that was yesterday, because he was just in disbelief like the rest of the world was uh, when it came to what was happening yesterday. Yeah. And so he hit me up and I, and I and he was talking about I thought he said he was already sort of quarantining at that point. So I wasn't sure if that meant that he was going over early. Um, no, I think they had was. to if the I, I know that everybody that flies from uh, England flies from Heathrow, they have to go over there 48 hours early and, uh, oh, and, and quarantine at Heathrow. In fact, Mike Bond, uh, so I was going to say, Hot T is going to be there. He's coming from London, so he won't be on the same flight as us, but he'll be there. And, and him and I talked a little bit as well, and he said absolutely, you know, love to do the road show as much as possible while we're there. So he'll do the, the full episodes. I'm sure he'll help out with the uh, and a half as well. Uh, so it, we'll have him. The young Mike Bond is actually here in Vegas uh, right now. He is quarantining. He flew down from, I think he was in Vancouver visiting family. Vancouver. Yeah, he was with his and mom. And he had to fly down, and uh, and he has to do the 48-hour quarantine over at the Holiday Inn. So he's in the middle of that right now. He'll be over there with us, so we'll sure have him in. And uh, Farah Hanoon is going to be over there again for, for Abu Dhabi TV. So uh, her schedule is usually a little different because she's doing the TV stuff, and that's kind of like her primary gig while she's there. But if we can if we can work her into the uh, the rotation, we'll definitely do it as well. So uh, yeah, we'll have a lot of great coverage, both on, uh, both on MMA Junkie and here at the MMA Roadshow. We'll have uh, some great coverage. But I did want to mention – UFC on ABC One. Uh, we had reported that a few weeks back that you know that first main card was going to be on ABC, and uh, the UFC finally confirmed that, made that all official. And that's t- to me, I gotta say, man, uh, I think it's I think it's exciting that they're back on network television. There is no announcement for the future, so there's no guarantee that this is going to be done you know frequently or all the yeah. time. But I can't um, I can't imagine it's only going to be a one-off and then they never go back to it again you know? UFC on abc one-off <laughs> yeah is, what that's the event, it. Is, the, is the event name the UFC the on one. abc one-off yeah one of one one of one <laughs> abc one ufc on abc one uh, we're, uh, dude i told you we're taking our game to another level in 2021 man i, I just the quality in fact you, you know I, I'm looking forward oh, to. I, I'm I'm just writing it in right now. Uh, best MMA programming at the World MMA Awards next year. Oh yeah, sign us up. I, and then I see when, no when reason we're not there. Will that be in 2023? By the time it comes <laughs> around, uh, will, that, will that be 2023? Uh, we're not we're not salty at all <laughs> taking shots at the World MMA Awards. Uh, I'm just kidding. I just kidding. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, no. UFC on ABC One. Uh, I think it's a big deal and. Dude, check out this main card. I, I I don't know if they've officially released this, but I, I got my hands on a little sneak preview of the card. Uh-oh. And I can tell Uh-oh. you what the main card is right now. Of course, Max Holloway, Calvin Cater in the main event. I mean, that awesome. is uh, a fantastic main event. I mean, b- big moment for both guys, right? Max Holloway trying to trying to rebuild uh, back up to a title shot and Calvin Cater, uh, you know, a guy that's on the up up and coming, you know, to, to contendership and wants to fight those top-level guys. Then the co-main event, 
Matt Brown versus Carlos Condit on ABC. Come on. That's awesome. Those that's two awesome. dudes scrapping on network television, that's phenomenal. Uh, Lee Jing Lang versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. That's a, that's a great fight, man. I'm looking at that one. That's a really one. good fight. And then, of course, uh, Joaquin Buckley and Alessio DiCirico. I don't – I wish it was Buckley and James Krause just because you remember all the, the trash oh, talking. I mean, Krause yes. was coming out just firing shots at him, right? Like, I think he called him a shitbag, if I remember was the terminology that he used. Uh, so, I wish – Why is I that? Wish, I, so apparently they, I think they had done some training together in the Kansas area, and, and there there had been some social media stuff that had gone back and forth. There's some some Instagram comments, so they had had some personal interactions that were not too not too fond of each other. So I like a good grudge match. I mean, not every fighters, you know, has to be a fight about two guys hating each other. Like Matt Brown versus Carlos Condit, those are two of the most respectful dudes in the world. But you just know they're going to go have a war. You know what I mean? So yeah. But when there is a good little 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 you know rivalry, I like to see it. So I'm a little I'm a little but still, to see Buckley back in action, you got to be excited that. And then the main card kicks off with uh, Puna Soriano versus Dusko Todorovic, the, the two undefeated fighters, both uh, coming from Dana White's Contender Series. And dude, that's a strong five-fight lineup to put on network television uh, in the middle of the afternoon. Now, the rating is going to be interesting because – as, you know, you touched on the Cleveland Browns, man. Uh, this upcoming weekend uh, is is the NFL playoffs are kicking off, and of course, on January 16th, there'll still be NFL playoffs going on, and that's going to be a, a big deal. So they're going to be going up against NFL playoffs. That's that's a tall order, but man, I, I still think it's a great opportunity to be on, on network television. I think I just think that's always beneficial, man. I saw how much you know Fox did to to bring the UFC into mainstream consciousness, and I think you know just making it easy to see for people. Um, I think that's big, man. I, I think this is a, 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 a great moment. Yeah, it really, really is. And I mean, and it, even if it is sort of cross-programming against uh, NFL, there's going to be so many eyeballs looking to TVs for some sort of sport, some sort of something mm-hmm. to just get away. And you got to think that some extra eyeballs are going to get on it for sure. And and I am super stoked. Now, correct me, uh, you're, you're much better when it comes to uh, – knowing, like, the history of these MMA things and stuff. But I feel like this Brown-Condit fight, was it ever in the works? I feel like it was one of those ones that they always were, like, respectful and always like, oh, that'd be a fun fight. But for some reason, it just never happened. Yeah, they, they've been lined up before, and they've been, you know, supposed to be matched up. And, and uh, it's been one of those ones that got delayed over time and talked about over time. Um, I can't remember if it was ever actually booked. And I don't know if it was ever not. actually booked, but I feel like both guys were, would would be like, oh, you know, or let, that it would be something that somebody brought up. And what do you think about, you know, so-and-so? Would you ever fight them? And knowing that because just the way their fight style is, you know what it's going to be. You know, it's going to be two guys you willing to just stand out there in the middle and just throw down. But I can't remember. They were it, supposed to fight. They were supposed to fight in twenty in uh, twenty eighteen on Fox actually, and uh, Matt Brown tore his ACL and had to pull out. So they were actually ske- they oh, you were know scheduled. I think they've been scheduled. I think they've been scheduled more than once. I'm, I'm in fact, yeah. You know what? I'm looking at our our trusty friends over at Tapology. I, I love Tapology. Oh, pulling that up. I have I have no uh, no problem giving them a plug because I'm a daily user of their product. Oh, two thousand thirteen. And Dude, 2000, I had totally forgotten about that one. Yeah, that's all right. I thought I remember hearing this, but you're right. Tapology is awesome, and we use them all the time. I mean, I, it's it, I, we used to go to Sure Dog all the time, and then Tapology seemed to be uh, more consistent towards the, uh, recently or whatever. So, right, I use them. I use them all the time. But yeah, this is definitely a go-to one to check. But I was gonna say, I feel like this fight had been something that we had thought about, and we were like super stoked about. And then it never, we never got there. We never got there. So we're actually going to get there. And, and the crazy thing is, uh, 
this fight would have been gangbusters, you know, seven years ago. And it's still going to be gangbusters because both guys Absolutely. still have the same mentality of just wanting to go in there. They want to appease the crowd, but they're also neither one of them wants to go in there and give a boring fight, you know, especially Matt Brown. Matt Brown will literally, you know, he'll walk into a punch just knowing that it will entertain a fan because he can take the punch, but then give one back. Yep. Uh, I, I love Brown. He's a, and he's an Ohio boy too. So uh, I got mad, mad Zinho respect for him. Zinho, yeah. Ohio. Xenia is tough people, man. There was a back, back, back in the day. Xenia was hit with, uh, and it might have happened multiple times, but I remember when I was a kid, Xenia was hit by a tornado that was like half a mile wide, tore a path through uh, the city and demolished like so much of Xenia. And, uh, but they recovered. And that's, that's, that's the Matt Brown mentality. You can hit him with a fucking half mile tornado and he will still get back up and fight your ass you know and and i have the most respect for uh for carlos condit i was lucky enough uh when i was still with the usc we did some uh uso uh sort of well i guess they weren't really sort of uso it was with the ufc but i always sort of consider it like uso sort of stuff where they went to the troops and did some stuff there on the troops on bases in japan um i think one of the trips it was like him roy nelson maybe brian stan and i remember thinking you know, because I'm a, I'm a homer for the military. Uh, I right. love I love our our, our our men and women in uniform, and to be there. And I was looking around, and I saw, you know, there's there's uh, Carlos uh, signing autographs, doing the stuff, looking over, and then there's Roy Nelson being Roy, and then there was Brian Cena. I remember thinking, like, man, this is this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. So I, I have the utmost respect for both these guys, and you know, no matter what you say, I can see where some some people might say, oh man, this fight should have happened. You know, ten years ago would have been better. Would have been better, but these these two individuals are going to go out there and give their all, and we got to give them so much respect. And, and I'm I am sure it's going to be completely worthy of its positioning on the card to be uh, that high up in the main event for sure. Oh, no, in the main I was card for sure. So happy to see it was in the co-main event, man. I just like, like I said for network television. I mean, two guys that you know are going to bring it every time. It's a, it's in a perfect slot. And that that fight had been moved around a couple times as far as what date it was actually going to be on. But when I saw they put it there in that role, I think that's I think that's brilliant programming right there. So uh, looking forward to that. A couple quick things just to put on everybody's radar. And again, we'll do you know more in depth previews once we get over to Abu Dhabi. But um, the first two fight cards will be during the middle of the day uh, back home here in the United States. So if you're a North American watcher, um, these are going to be earlier than you're used to because they're going to be um, kind of at a decent time over there in Abu Dhabi. I think it's just honestly just to make logistics easier for everybody. Uh, that middle of the night, the middle of the night stuff is tough, man. And we, we talked a lot about it last time, the number of fighters and, and stuff that admitted how difficult it was. Uh, so I think it's just going to be a little easier to do everything in normal times. Now, the, the pay-per-view with Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier, that will be traditional time. So over in Abu Dhabi, uh, we'll be doing that one in the middle of the night. And I think that probably just is really a statement on, I mean, honestly, they, they lost a lot of sales uh, last time out for Habib and, and, and Gaethje. You know, they did that one in prime time, Abu Dhabi time, and we understand why. Uh, you know, obviously Habib is such a big star over there. They wanted to put it on primetime television for the for the people of Abu Dhabi in that region. Um, you know, it's kind of a, I guess you'd say a thank you for everything that they've done, you know, is to put their guy in prime time where they could sell him over there. But they lost a lot of pay-per-view sales in that. You remember going into that, Dana White was saying, man, the numbers are trending off the charts. This might be a record. And look, I can tell them that they were. I mean, at least from our point of view, which I mean, I don't see their trends, but obviously yeah. our trends and their trends kind of echo each other. 
you know, they were. The numbers were off the charts, and then the pay-per-views came in. It didn't do that good. Um, and, and, you know, I think Dana had mentioned that going in. It's like I always get a little nervous to do the a different time because people are so used to tuning in Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. That's when the pay-per-views are. So that's what this is going to be. So I think that says a lot about what they, you know, what, what they expect out of this fight with Conor McGregor. I mean, uh, I just, there's no, look, it's going to be in a traditional time zone or a traditional time slot, I should say. Um, they're going to have the week before a card on ABC on network television to just load full of commercials and have all kinds of promos <laughs> and all kinds of directives. Um, mm-hmm. And then that midweek card, that's on ESPN proper as well. So, I mean, that's on big ESPN. And you know that one's going to be full of, of promos and commercials and, and all that good stuff as well. So, I mean, you're going to have two cards, you know, on big, big networks promoing the heck out of this Conor McGregor fight. And then it's yep. going to be at a normal time, so you don't have to teach people to go look at a different time. Uh, man, it could be it could be big, big buys for, for the UFC to start off the year. Yeah. You know it would be funny if it ever got to a point? You know, like the Super Bowl is always so fun because you get um, unique commercials and stuff that's put together specifically for the event because it's such a special event. Right. It would be neat if, if some of these broadcast events, especially if they were just you know, one-offs every once in a while, if we could get unique sort of programming specific to the MMA fight that's happening, you know, like if you're only going to get an ABC card, you know, once every one or two months, you know, it'd be cool if they had the the presence of mind of getting sponsorship and stuff to put MMA sort of specific stuff to make it fun oh, and extra cool. fun for, for people to watch the, the, the commercials in between instead of just, you know, getting up and going to, to, to replenish your beer and do whatever. If there would be a cool, you know, unique MMA themed commercial cool. in in the broadcast, since they have such a wide uh, reach of different advertisers and other stuff, it, it would just be neat if, if, if what happens at like a Super Bowl would happen on some of these uh, MMA cars, because then it'd be kind of, it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, and great time to activate all of your MMA sponsors and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Use your people. That that would be actually pretty cool. Look at you, yeah. advertising would... executive too, man. Cold <laughs> coffee's just. I mean, <laughs> advertise, advertise. <laughs> we will sell you jingles, 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 jingles. Oh, oh my god! Oh man! All right, the latchkey is setting in. That's yes, good to it see. Yes, thank you, Anthony. Thank you, latchkey. Big shout key, out to Anthony Beach. What are you drinking over key. there? By the way, I don't think we found out what you were drinking. Are you even I'm just, drinking? I'm doing. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm keeping it light right now. I got a little vodka soda right now, but not trying to have very much of it. I've got I've got to get on a plane in uh, well about twelve hours from now, so I, I don't want to trying to stay with it is what I'm saying. I can't I can't be hammered. Slacker, slacker. Oh, okay, I'll get hammered. <laughs> <laughs> that a boy, that a boy. All right, listen. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, I wanted to share real quickly an, an interview uh, that I did with Anthony Pettis. Had a chance to talk with uh, new PFL lightweight Anthony Pettis. Catch up wow. with him for a few minutes about, uh, you know, his new signing, kind of his motivation, where he's standing, that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, since we don't have a lot of MMA to talk about this week, let's just let's just talk with a free agent signing. Here is uh, Showtime himself, Anthony Pettis. Well, Anthony, let's just jump into it, man. I mean, it's been about two weeks since the announcement. Uh, has it sunk in yet, man? I mean, you are PFL lightweight Anthony Pettis. Yeah, it has, man. Like, honestly, doing all these interviews and doing the media, getting back into to the mix, um, you know, I took, a, I took a week off to go decompress. We went to a Dominican Republic for the holidays with my fiance, and uh, right back in the gym today, man. Um, it's, uh, it feels good, you know. It feels good to have, like, a whole new uh, uh, goal, a whole new mindset, a whole new, uh, I guess, obstacles to accomplish. So it feels good. 
So it was interesting, right? Because, I mean, you made it clear you were going to test free agency after your last UFC fight, and we all knew that. But then everything moved so fast afterwards. So, um, I mean, did you have your heart set on leaving? Like, did you already know, like, hey, this is kind of what I have in mind? Or how did that all happen so quickly? A little bit of both. You know, I think um, early last year in January when I had that loss against uh, Ferreira, um, you know, and then coronavirus hit, you know, everything was just like, crazy man i didn't know what my future held at all levels you know it was just like a crazy time for me my gyms you know you know obviously the, the businesses weren't, weren't doing too well with you know obviously everybody having not to, to to train and closing down my gyms me losing that fight you know so I, I went and uh seen a sports psychologist um and man he just changed my whole perspective of like you know everything i've been doing in my career is we kind of went back and revisited my career like the 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 decisions i made to go down 145 pounds um fighting at 170 pounds um just a lot, all all that you know journey of my career, which I wouldn't take back, but it's just kind of like my mindset where I was at making those decisions wasn't the clearest mindset. You know, I was, I was making a lot of decisions based off emotional stuff, and um, I wanted to slow it down this year. Um, and we did. You know, we got we got two two fights in May, December. It was well spread apart, um, and uh, I think that's a, a good schedule for me. A good a good uh, a good way for me to approach my next fights. And you know, when the uh, when I decided I was going to fight my UFC contract out. Um, it definitely was a scary time, you know, it's like, it's like fighting for free agency is like you're kind of betting on yourself. Um, but I, I knew what I'm capable of. I knew I knew what, uh, you know, what my goals were. And, it, and I was very, very present in these last couple of fights. And I just looked, looking to build off of that. So, I mean, when when we thought about the possibilities of where you might end up, right, of course, to us on the outside, Bellator seemed like a natural fit, right? Your brother's there. He, he already knows the ropes. We know he gets well taken care of over there. Thought maybe they would extend to you. So I'm sure they came talking at least. What made you decide PFL is actually the right spot for me? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of reasons behind the PFL deal. Um, you know, the, my little bro at Bellator, you know, seeing him go over there, um, I, I, I like that he has his own home. You know, I feel like he, he kind of was like, had an identity like be, by me, like he was like you know Anthony Pettis, his little brother, and he was fighting these tough fights, and these guys were coming at him hard. Um, where now you know he's in Bellator, and he's you know one one fight away from becoming a world champion. So I mean, I'm I'm really happy where he's at. Um, and then the PFL deal and their format is kind of what you know drew me towards making that signature happen fast. Um, you know I felt what they were offering was very fair, and um, I guaranteed four fights next year. Well, I gotta I gotta earn that last one, but you know I have four fights on the schedule. Um, for 2021 and it's a season though the format the the format was huge for me like you know being able to go in there and, and know where my fights are like in my previous career in the UFC I had to take a lot of last minute fights you know I was fighting on four weeks notice three weeks notice cutting crazy weight um, whereas now this year I know when my fights are I know what weight I got to be at when I got to be at there so a little more structure for me that's cool, man. I actually wondered if maybe you wanted to not like cast that shadow over your brother again. Yeah. You know, he's had to fight under it for a long time. That's real cool of you, man, yeah, to do yeah, that. So, for sure. so talk about this. I mean, um, it, does this bring like a fresh energy? Like, I'm wondering, do you feel like, okay, I'm Anthony Pettis. I got to go prove to the world what I still have, or do you roll over to PFL thinking, hey, man, I'm Anthony Pettis, former WEC champ, former USC champ. You know, I'm the man coming to this other organization. So how do you roll in there? Do you feel like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, you know, it's almost a blessing to them that I'm here. Or do you roll in there thinking, man, I gotta, I gotta start in a new job and prove to people that that I still belong here. I gotta start in a new job, man. Like, um, you know, everything I did in my past, and we all know this, and uh, you know, in the fight world, you're only as good as your last fight, you know. And and you know, going into a new organization and you know having a target on my back, I know these guys are looking at me like, you know, when the UFC guys, you know, when I was fighting the UFC, I fought the best version of every fighter, you know, when they heard my name. 
They're like, oh, I'm fighting Anthony Pettis. You know, they're 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 the best version of themselves because they know what you know what a uh, fight against me does for them. Um, and I think these the same thing for the PFL. I got a target on my back. You know, I, I already see it. You know, I, when when I announced the signing, a lot of their fighters were like, yo, I'm looking forward to meet you in in the octagon. Um, you know, so for me, I'm I'm excited about a, a new um, journey, a new a new a whole new path of my career and a new chapter. And I think, um, you know. Like I said, the format of, of me knowing when I'm fighting, when I got to cut weight, um, it's just all positive for me. That's awesome, man. So how does the scouting work, right? Like, I mean, for years and years and years, I'm sure anytime you got a matchup, I mean, you might not know exactly, but you've probably seen them fight. You probably know a little bit, been on the same card with them, shared a locker room with them, whatever the case may be. Here, you got a whole new roster. How do you start scouting them out, man? I mean, do you start taking a look at these guys and starting to make plans out, or do you just wait till the matchups are there? What, 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 do you need to educate yourself ahead of time? Definitely. I think, I, you know, it's a different set of rules, you know, no elbows, um, the tournament style format, you know, you got to win uh, impressively and do it quick to get, you know, good placement in the tournament. Um, and it's 12 months to become a champion. So it's, it's a different mindset going in there with, uh, you know, totally different opponents. And, um, you know, I, I fight, I fought the best in the world. You know, I, I, I've fought some of the, all the top guys in three different weight classes. Um, so I feel like it's not going to be, um, not, not that it's not a challenge, but it's not like I got to go out there and scout these guys out. And like, I feel like I just got to be myself. And I always say that, you know, if when I'm mentally there and I'm prepared and I'm, I'm confident, that's when, uh, you know, I'm the best in the world. And that's what I'm looking to do. You know, I let my coaches do their job. Obviously, Duke Rufus, I just added Robert Drysdale to my corner. Um, Serge Pettis was in my corner, my little bro. So I feel like, you know, me and him are um, looking to become world champions together. You know, I think, you know, this is an opportunity for both of us to become world champions in the same year. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I saw the Drysdale connection, which is awesome. I mean, we know that the PFL is setting up shop in Vegas this year, right? So, I mean, I know that you've got a lot of loyalty towards Duke Rufus, and it's not that you would ever put that team aside. But, but what are you planning to do? Are you planning to spend a lot of time in Vegas and train so you're so you're already kind of here and ready to go? Or how's the training going to look? Well, I live in Vegas part time. You know, I have a house in Vegas and also in Milwaukee. My training camp is in Milwaukee, so I'll be doing uh, my my beginning of my camp probably in milwaukee and i think with the way the pfl is working we're going to have a, a little bit longer of a, a bubble if you will for the coronavirus so i will i'll be going back and forth um i found a great striking gym in vegas with the enjaquanji brothers i've been getting a lot of work with them guys um studs man them guys are amazing with the striking and then i go to the dry uh, for jiu-jitsu and then when i'm back here in milwaukee i got my home my hometown gym all the the new team that i'm building you know it's a, a, a crazy amount of new guys that are just hungry and uh motivated so i just feed off of all that man so i would say my, my camp's gonna go back and forth you know half in vegas half in milwaukee like i've been doing that's awesome man the injaquani brothers wc connections never die man i love it Crazy. i love it yeah i was supposed to fight anthony um my first you know wc fight and then i think uh i broke my hand or something and i had to fight mike campbell because it was like it didn't work out but now you know i'm training with him and he's you know he's helping me you know clean up my my muay thai my my clinch work so it's uh it's crazy how it comes comes full circle that's awesome, man. So it's crazy, man. We were talking about all these old school days. I mean, everything that you've accomplished in your career, and you're still 33, I believe, which is insane, man, with all yeah. you've accomplished. So when you look at this, I mean, are you looking towards the end? Like, are you thinking, hey, man, maybe I do two tournament runs and, you know, and that's it for me? I mean, is this the final chapter of your career? Is this where you end your career or is this just another stage along the journey? I think it's just another chapter in my career, man. Like, I don't feel even close to, to retirement age. I don't feel like my body's, you know, giving up on me or my mindset. Um, if anything, it's getting stronger. You know, I, you know d dealing with the uh, sports psychologist and him opening up my mind to just that that side of, of sports training. Um, I'm excited to keep continuing that journey this year. That's something I did in my last fight. You know, um, that was that was a, a almost a year of, of that kind of style of training and. 
I had a, I had a shitty first round and I had to pull it back together in between rounds, pull myself back, bring myself present. And um, that was the biggest thing I was impressed about my last fight is the ability to do that. And I saw it actually work. That's awesome, man. Well, we know you're getting into the management game, and, and, and we'll talk about that sometime as well because you got a big career there. But uh, let me just ask one thing about that. I mean, now that you're in that role, is there one central lesson that you could take? I mean, you said you wouldn't change anything in your journey, man. It's all gotten you to right here. Is there one central lesson that you would take to maybe up-and-coming fighters who you know are, are just starting on that journey, and maybe there's a central lesson they need to know as they start following that path you did? Man, there's so many lessons, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of doing this. I mean, from when it comes from like you know the taxes, setting up, uh, setting up yourself as a business, marketing yourself, making your own brand, um, and obviously the fights. The fights are important. Like not taking fights on the emotional um, decisions. Like for me, you know, I was like taking fights, quick fights, and you know, quick turnarounds, and I I loved it because that's just that's who I am. But if you want to be strategic about it, I think boxing has a great a great way of making world champions and guys that are famous and I mean look like Ryan Garcia look how popular that he is and and you know obviously he's a great athlete but he's just he, his career was guided very well so I think that's what I'm gonna be looking to do for my guys making sure we're taking the right fights at the right time and not forced into a, a position where you got to fight because you need the money that's awesome man well surely we'll be working together on that side of things for years to come in the future but right now you're still fighting Debut fight in the PFL, what's the goal, Anthony? I mean, are you, are you coming in and, like, you got to make some kind of statement or is it about, like, let me just get this win and get the, you know, get the feel under my belt and understand the new environment? And what's, what's goal in fight number one? Fight number one is a top 10 ESPN. I got to be on that top 10 list. You know, like, I, 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 I'm taking it like, as my role, even though, like, obviously the PFL signed some big names, but I feel like I'm one of the big faces of this company now, and it's my job to make sure that, um, you know, we get seen around the world and, uh, you know, I got the I got the fighting style for it, so I'm excited to go out there. Um, obviously, with the tournament style, uh, a first round finish is what I'm looking for. That's what we're training for, and I got a long time to get better, bro. So it feels good to have you know the date already set and have you know four or five months before I even got to prepare for this and 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 you know peak at that time. So it feels good, man, to know when I'm fighting, what weight class I'm fighting at, and not jumping all over you know all over the roster to find the next uh, gold. Fantastic, man. Well, brother, we look forward to it. Obviously, with it being in Las Vegas, man, we'll be able to, to see it cage side. So looking forward to it, man. Congrats on the new gig and the manager thing. And uh, we'll be talking to you again real soon when the season comes around. See you soon, man. All right, so there he was, Anthony Pettis. Coke Coffee, I know you were, uh, you were on that call when we were doing that one as well. We were doing the whole... Uh, you know, Zoom, StreamYard, Skype situation uh, as we were talking to Anthony Pettis. And, uh, uh, man, seemed to be in good spirits, seems to be excited about it. Uh, I, I'd kind of forgotten that he was spending so much time out in Las Vegas now, and I think that's exciting. Um, maybe we'll get to see him a little bit more. I'm excited that we'll actually, you know, hopefully as long as the schedule works out, uh, you know, unfortunately, if I'm just being honest, the UFC will always take precedent depending on what's going on. But um, hopefully we get a chance to see some of those PFL fights here in Vegas as well. And, uh, you know, always fun to see a new organization in town. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> the the more opportunity these fighters have to go out and you know make a living, get the money, you know, and he was happy. He he was happy with the, the deal they gave him. It seemed like he was really happy with the the format. He was happy with the timing of of it. He seemed like he was happy knowing what was happening going into it instead of this. You never know what's gonna what's gonna come out of left field. You know, what guy right. is gonna say the right thing to make Dana or the matchmakers want to put him up against me or something, you know? So I, I totally get it. And I really appreciated what he had to say about his brother 
and him being able to to do good things separately and allow his I brother to sort great. of shine. That was awesome. I I mean, that was he great. Was, he is so fun. Um, listen, it's not like it, I, I can't ever remember if there was ever a point where it was like where he was like, my shit don't smell. You know, I'm I'm right. this this this. He's always been sort of very uh, down to earth dude. But I feel like the past couple years or so, he's been better than ever when he's uh, been doing interviews and other stuff. And I'm not that sure if that's just because he's sure of where he was going and his mind was in a different place. You know, maybe it has gotten better than when we first started, uh, you know, interview him or something, but there's something about his mindset. And maybe it is the fact of, you know, the, the, the mental coaches and stuff that he's dealing with now. Um, I just love where his head is at. And I really enjoyed I listening to that interview because just hearing him talk and when, and when he was saying stuff about his brother and other stuff, I mean, who doesn't get, I mean, anybody, well, I mean, you're, you're, you're a solo kid, but anybody that has like a brother or a sister or something, um, anytime you hear something that's, that's good about your sibling or whatever that, and, and you see them doing good things, uh, it, it's, 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 it's wonderful. I mean, I, I got kind of like emotional when I was listening to it. I, I was like, dude, that's awesome that he was so supportive yeah. of his brother and, uh, and other stuff so yeah that was it was great man it was great hearing from him and i'm super stoked and i loved his mindset about the whole thing um so it just it seemed to me like it wasn't even like they were like oh man they gave me so much money to take me away it just seemed like the numbers and and the format and then the timing felt right for him and that's where i think right. some of the other fighters especially um you know he's we we chuckle and we laugh about how he's not really that old but he's been around for so long and he's so experienced but it's good that some of these guys, these veterans that have been doing it for so long, finally find something that fits for them instead of still having to try to commit, well, compete or fight like the young dogs sure. uh, that are working their way up. He's finding something that works good for him in his mindset, in his training schedule. Yep. And ultimately, that's what you want. And I, th- I think that's what's going to be the key to keep um, some of these fighters that have been around over and over and over is when they finally get to that set like sort of routine that works best for them so they could be peaking at the right time they know what's going on and then that they're ultimately happy to keep them ener- ener- energized and yep. into it i mean so good for him man he seemed he seemed really happy because even when we saw him after the post fight interview he he would have been ha- it seemed like he would have been happy coming back to the ufc but when you saw him talk today too there was just like an ease uh in the interview that he was just, he was at ease and at peace with himself. Mm-hmm. Like he had, he was fully committed to the, the, the move over there that they, they did all the right things. So that can only, that can only make me think that we're going to see a, an incredible performance because it, it's like, he's checking off all the boxes that he wanted uh, to be happy and to be able to perform. So yep. it should be good things, man. It should be good things, but man, yeah, I love, I love interview interviews with that cat, man. Uh, He's he's it's, fun to listen to. He really was, and I'm I'm excited to see where this new kind of stage of his career, as you said. I mean, kind of showing people there is other ways to do it. You know, this is kind of the, you know, it it sucks to be kind of as you're, like I said, not getting older. I hate to say getting older. He's not older, but yeah, and facing these young killers. You know what I mean? Hey, you, the yeah. UFC, of course, everybody wants to be at the height of the UFC, but he got there. He did it. He yeah. has that. He has that. You know that belt in his trophy case. So to now, you know, maybe say, all right, I, I did it. I accomplished that. I made it to the top of the pile. Now, you know, 
I don't think anybody's ever going to be number one in the world fighting for the PFL. I don't mean to be disrespectful. It's just you've got to fight killers over and over. But to finish out your career there, you know, and to maybe help develop something. And as you said, you know, their format is cool. And the fact that you don't have to worry about, you know, any politics or any, you know, what's Conor McGregor doing? How's that going to change my division's title picture and all that? You know what I mean? (laughs) What's Conor going to say or do that gets him the next title shot that that I'm like, ah, he just jumped the line. That's it. Like anytime we're talking about like lightweight or welterweight in the title picture, you're like, all right, but don't forget. I mean, if Connor jumps in there, he's gonna be there. So you don't have to do that. So uh, I'm excited to see it. I, hopefully, we get to see some of those PFL events uh, here in Vegas because they're they're setting up the bubble here in, in Vegas. So uh, hopefully, I we hope can so. check that out. We're in the right spot. Uh, no doubt. I, I want to bring up one quick piece of news that I know a lot of people probably didn't click on, and I can understand why. It's kind of it seems like dry material, but I I wanted to say it was really really impressed. If you if you do want to see it, um, the, the the title that I wrote for it is uh, UFC extends Cleveland Clinic support study bears down on long term brain health. Um, and I get it; it's it wasn't our most traffic story at MMA Junkie. I totally understand. But the UFC committed; they announced today another five year partnership with the Cleveland Clinic, uh, the Lou Ruvo uh, Brain Health Center, uh, another million dollars for another five years. Now they've committed two million dollars previously over the past decade, and this this ongoing study has been uh, going on. For for 10 years already. Now it's going to go on another five. And the doctors actually got a chance to speak to the doctors that are heading up the study. And they said, man, they hope this thing goes on for decades. Um, But it's really cool because they're really close to developing. And they say they've already um, kind of made some real big strides here. But they think that by the end of this five-year period, you know, they'll, they'll have really made some advancements in essentially being able to find genetic markers ahead of time for people that are about to potentially suffer long-term brain injury, I mean, CTE obviously is, is what we always talk about. Um, you know, it used to be called uh, pugilistic dementia. You know, pun- you know when you when you're punch drunk, basically. And you know, we've seen we we you know science has made so many advancements in the last couple of years about brain health, and you you know you hear about it a lot in the NFL, right? I mean, there was a big lawsuit, and you know they were dissecting the brains of these uh, retired athletes and finding all this trauma. Well, what this is, the problem is you can't diagnose that stuff until somebody is deceased because yep. you, you can't find it. But what they are finding is these genetic precursors and little markers in the brain, markers in the blood that show you're about to reach that status where you're going to have permanent damage. So the hope is that is as athletes and they, they wanted to, to to go over obviously outside of you know just athletes. I mean this has implications in all walks of life. You know, they talked about the military, they talked about other things. Yep. But the bottom line is in the way it applies to MMA is that as these fighters progress along the way, you know, if they're a part of this study and they're getting these tests done, that you know, they can reach a point where they go, Hey, you know, fighter John Smith or whatever, uh, you know, I got to show you these precursors and here's what you're risking by potentially fighting again, which doesn't make it any easier for a fighter to hang it up, but to know that that's what you're facing, to have that education, to have that ability um, and, and, and hopefully prevent any type of long-term damage. I think that's pretty damn cool, man, because we know this is a risky sport. I mean, um, you know, we get those reminders every now and then, right? I mean, as many fights as we watch, um, I don't want to say you get numb to it, but yeah, you probably do get numb to it a little bit. You know what I mean? It is still a violent sport at its core, and there is still potential damage. And I think sometimes we forget about that. And you know, every now and then you get one of those really scary knockouts or really scary moments where you're reminded of it um, that these people are really putting their their health at risk. So this study is doing big things to hopefully prevent 
you know, future long-term brain injury happen. So I get it if anybody didn't click on it. But if you want to, I was able to interview both doctors that are heading up the study. Uh, I was able to get some quotes from Lawrence Epstein as well to talk about, you know, why the UFC cares about this and, and what it means to them. And uh, I don't know. I thought it's pretty cool. I mean, if you think that yeah. in the next five years we might be at a point where we can help fighters walk away from the sport before they suffer any type of permanent brain injury, that's uh, to me, that's pretty damn exciting. Yeah, it's 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 really neat. Yeah, we've been lucky enough to take uh, multiple tours to that place and see sort of the uh, the technologies and things that go behind it. But yeah, I mean, it's not just like and a lot of it they'll do they do scans, but they also have other setups within there too to test their their skills, their agility. Right. You know, and to sort of get a, a cognitive a, test. They call it cognitive, cognitive test. You know, so they'll go yeah. in front of them and say there's you're in front of this multiple light board and the lights will light up in various spots and they'll tape the time the 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 response time to actually follow the lights tape tap the lights you know and then they record all that sort of stuff and then more and more this information that's built up over time so they could start understanding how the body reacts and they can start getting you know data you know they have it's going to lead to something good so i mean it's it's really really amazing and yeah epstein i've uh, his his connection, his family <clears throat> have been involved with this place for quite some time. So I know this is a, a big uh, part of his family, and I thought that was pretty cool. I know we've inter- interviewed him over the years, um, but uh, yeah, it's cool. And and there's a there's a city name in the in the name as well. Uh, that's pretty important. <laughs> what, what, what was the, what was the name of the clinic again? I believe I believe the name of it is the the Cleveland Clinic. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Go Browns. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, wait that's, that's back very there. cool. That, that uh, is, it is cool. cool. It's it's a uh, it's like one of those things that is it's one of those topics and it's one of those things that you know it's 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 boring on the surface. You're like, oh, medical jargon, blah 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 blah. But in the terms of what we appreciate as entertainment, this is the this is the necessary sort of thing on the backside that we do need to pay attention and fighters do yep. need to. They have the ability to get all these testings and everything done for free for them to participate in these mm-hmm. these tests. So, and I know the UFC's always encourage them to do it. So, if they have the time, you know, and they can get, you know, and they can go along this process and they could jump into it at any particular point and then go along with the testing. And um, it's only going to help them out. It's only going to help them out. And uh, the safer the sport is, the fact that. Uh, when they can notice stuff. And you're right. They talked about the military. A lot of time, the military works with <clears throat> different ammunitions and things that have concussive forces. So if you're using flashbangs all the time or if you're actually around ammunitions, and this right. could be somebody, say you work in construction and you're with jackhammers or you're doing other sort of stuff, all these sort of things, once they understand and they take, uh, they're able to understand, uh, you know, markers in the brain when it's starting to undertake... Uh, damage and stress and other stuff and they can see that it goes much more than just fighters but what's unique about this is that the ufc says hey we have a pool of very fit individuals you know that are willing to to do this sort of thing and allow them to have test subjects and and it works you know i mean it's it's cool it it can only benefit uh it's going to benefit all society this isn't just doing um oh this is going to make sure that our fighters are safe this is something that's for all of society you know so, so that the, the importance of the fact of the ufc getting involved with it is really really cool and it's much bigger than just an mma sort of thing uh so it's yep. really really cool 
It's I really, agree. really cool. I agree. I'm glad you shared my excitement for it. Like I said, I understand, uh, you know, why people might not necessarily want to click on the story, but I did want to give that update because I think it's, I think it's pretty damn cool. Uh, one other uh, small piece of news: CFFC did announce a renewal on UFC Fight Pass, a multi-year deal with UFC Fight Pass. So, Cage Fury Fighting like, Championship. Do you like the CFC? You like them? You like those guys? <laughs> CFFC does a fantastic job, and we're going to be doing it again for several more <laughs> years. A multi-year deal was announced. And uh, I think we're gonna we're not doing anything in January, but uh, I believe we're gonna be back in February. I think they're ironing down the dates for that. We'll do back-to-back dates in February, and then we're looking at back-to-back dates again in March. I don't know if we're gonna do the back-to-back thing all year long, uh, but it's been real successful uh, at the end of 2020, and so we're gonna keep doing it uh, to start 2021. And and I enjoy doing that, you know, kind of two nights of fights uh, back back to back. So you know, when you have to travel and go out there, at least you. You get two shows in instead of just one, so uh, looking forward to that. So wanted to share that fantastic news for anybody that didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't, but I'm very happy for them and you. Yay! <laughs> I'm excited, Will. All right, well, listen, uh, time is winding down. Uh, I still got a few hours, but I got a pack, man. So uh, I need to get all that stuff together and spend a little time with my son. Maybe maybe squeeze in a little Fortnite before I go. Man, we've been playing, like, nonstop, dude. I, I never oh, let him play cool. it for years, and now we're playing it all the time together. He uh, – we – we kind of we team up in duos. He's got a uh, we had bought him a Nintendo Switch a couple years ago as a as a uh, a reward, and so he plays on the Nintendo Switch, and then I play on the PlayStation because you know it's just a one person game. But we'll we'll team up together, and uh, it's fun. We we kind of end up talking trash to each other, like when one of us gets shot or something like that. But it's uh, <laughs> but we play as but we play as a team, and it's fun to do. So I'm gonna squeeze in a little bit of that and and get everything packed up and. Uh, Probably, I, I'm guessing we won't hear from you for a couple weeks on the road show just because, you know, the time schedule is a little tough. But maybe we'll squeeze something in. We'll try to figure something well, out. Well, yeah. I mean, we have the we have this 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 capability. You never you never we know. We have the I, ability I will, now. I will be around, but I I won't mind just sitting back editing as well. Well, I just I I, I don't know if people will be able to live without the musical interludes for two straight weeks. So. That's true. <laughs> If I could play a song to make the world feel better, or just America, I I would, and and uh, I will say that before before we end. Uh, just I know if you made it this far, we love you. Thank you very much. We all have differences, especially when it comes to how the country can be run. What whatever your political party of favor is, we all have differences. But let's use our words, people. You might be different from me. I might think differently than you. But let's not take it and let things get out of hand and get crazy. We are all Americans. We all have our own beliefs, our our, our loves of life and our, our ways of life and that sort of stuff. Um, what happened yesterday was absolutely crazy and it was heartbreaking. Um, I know we watch uh, an MMA sport where people beat the shit out of themselves. <laughs> but we are all <laughs> sane individuals. So uh, for those of you uh, that have made it this far, you're already uh, wonderful individuals with wonderful smart kids and lovely wives and beautiful husbands uh but being real um please use your words man people it's a it's a it's a scary scary time right now and emotions run very very high um let's just talk things out let's not let's not escalate things let's talk i'm with you man we don't need uh we don't need american bloodshed in our own capitol building man that's just a that was a damn damn shame to watch man so no matter no matter whether you no matter what side of the beliefs you fall on man i just don't think that's something we want to continue seeing so uh chaotic scenes to say the least i appreciate it but inspirational words from cold coffee that's the whole 2021 mm. musical interludes mm, mm, mm. and inspirational words <laughs> from cold coffee you know you love it thanks for listening <laughs>